Hello, welcome once again. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. We are here with RPM, the Red Peace Machine. Uh, yeah, how are you doing, Susie? I'm doing okay. I had a, a an eventful yesterday. Yesterday was, no, day before Jesus. It was so eventful. <laughs> I feel like I'm still going through it. My mom's labradoodle puppy came over to stay with me and uh, I took him outside to pee and he and I let him off the leash to run. And then he came, uh, then we came upstairs and he started doing this and he was walking like he was drunk and I got totally freaked out and I rushed him to his vet and he'd had heat stress. He was oh, having God. a little seizure. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, apparently be very careful. It wasn't even 90 degrees. I didn't let him run because I videoed him running. It was less than a minute. And we went back mm. upstairs. So the vet said that when they took him outside, you know, they cooled him down. His temperature was 104, which is very high. It should be 102. And it was 104. They cooled him down. They took him outside to go to the bathroom and it went right back up. So mm. it's definitely the heat. So that was crazy for me. Um, I'm just glad he's okay. Uh, so I'm feeling relieved and still a little. <laughs> How about you, Vanessa? How are you? uh i am good um yeah um i'm i'm uh, on a very i've <laughs> i've never been a scheduled type of person but recently i've noticed that i've i've i'm understanding the blessings of having um having a schedule and sticking to it um yeah. Yeah, cool. <clears throat> Dr. Casagranta, how are we doing? Same. same. Excellent. Excellent. Same. Just same. <laughs> As all of us, same. 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 What about you, Ramesh? Doing good. Yeah, making it. That <laughs> <laughs> says a lot right now. It really does. <laughs> I think the elephant in the room is we're back in uh, COVID. We're back in stage five that's a lot of anxiety lots yeah. of anxiety i am i don't see anyone wearing masks <laughs> no are you seeing people wear masks i got nobody in my building wearing masks yeah i've been seeing, I'm people, seeing people, people masking again a yeah. handful right? like so 15 25 percent of folks are still wearing masks yeah 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 for sure the a lot of my anxiety is coming from the fact that we're back in but but there is no sense of urgency. I mean, there's, yeah. For me, yeah, it's we're back kids, up. right? Schools are reopening. We cannot have masks in schools. We're not even keeping kids out of schools if they're positive for COVID. And, and he, if there's any injury to, to my younger brother of any kind, if he requires a hospital bed for any reason, he has to be airlifted out of the city. There's no space. So, so for the record, uh, the blue counties in Texas have gone into rebellion and masks are going to be required in the schools. Um, county commissioners, county judges have actually said that it is going to be a requirement that every single public institution in that county, including community colleges and universities, universities yeah. will have to wear masks. Um, this is obviously going to be in the courts because uh, those counties, those blue counties have sued the governor. Uh, 
Yeah. About a week ago, I asked a friend of mine, because we we're always talking about these policy things. I said, do you think the governor is going to sue the blue counties that are going into rebellion? And he's like, no, why would he do that? He's, what if he loses? And he made a great point, right? Because he's done what he needs to to win the primaries, which is, yeah. you know, stick it to the people who believe in science, because those are obviously evil people. And if he loses primary. in the court, that doesn't get him anything. If he wins in the court, it doesn't get him anything. So, but then mm -hmm. the Blues County sued him instead. So instead of him suing the Blue Counties, the Blue Counties went after him. So this will this will definitely go through the courts. Is Austin on that Blue County list? Yeah, Travis County is one of the counties that said uh, it is requirement that all they did it on the eleventh, uh, so four days ago that all public schools and they said it's specifically including community colleges and, and universities. So it forces UT to wear a mask, that forces mm -hmm. ACC to wear a mask. Um, but anyone who's private, they can do whatever they want, including say, don't wear a mask. Is sure. that right? Like a private school could say, we refuse to have you on campus if you're gonna wear a mask. Yeah, but I think the, the real question now is if you're a public institution and you get state funding, do you want to, yeah. who do you want to defy? Do you want to defy the county or do you want to defy the Texas legislature and the, and the governor? Because you know the Texas legislature is going to side with the governor. Of course, the Democrats in Texas appear to be making it impossible for them to do any 30-day special sessions. So it may just be that nothing can be done until uh, spring of 2023, <laughs> which is in my mind hilarious because, right, uh, the fact that Texas has has effectively no government except for 140 days every spring of an <laughs> odd numbered year. Like it's just the most preposterous thing ever. Um, well, we often stretch it into a special session. So we mm -hmm. add at least another 100 right. days or so. But, right. but now the Democrats <laughs> have made it impossible for them to do a special session. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, so where... So what is... What is what happens here if they, I mean, have the Democrats come back to Texas? No, because they started a second 30 day special session. So the right. Democrats have to stay away for that, too. So but the the they went ahead and for some reason, I feel like I read that they passed something here. Of course, I don't know how they passed it uh, without having anyone there. Yeah, vote. <laughs> they ended up with, I think, 88 yeses, something like that. <clears throat> and or. Or maybe there was 88 people there to in the Texas legislature to have a quorum. You must have two thirds majority present in the building. They don't have to be in the, in the Senate chamber or the House chamber. They just need they can be in the bathroom. They can be in the broom closet. They just need to be in the building. Um, and they do not have that in the House. And yet somehow they passed a bill making it so that if there is a Democrat in somewhere within the jurisdiction of a Texas law enforcement agency, that Texas law enforcement agency is supposed to arrest that Democrat. Hmm. Um, but I don't think it, it is binding because there was no quorum. So I don't think it was a right. Real uh, That's so what I thought too. Matter. It was, <laughs> it was interesting that it, it was, it was news. It kind of made me go, wait a minute. What? Why are they? Do yeah, of course, they're going to have their own little voting party. I mean, <laughs> and anyway, the governor can just order the arrest. So it's not it's not like they need to pass anything to make that happen. So right. the governor could just tell the Texas state troopers, find a Democrat and arrest them. No matter where that even if they're they could go to Georgia uh, to, to, to Georgetown, they could go to uh, D.C. and arrest them. No, because it's out of their jurisdiction. If they showed okay. up in D.C., that would be a 
what about <laughs> what about um extra is there any way that they could uh i don't know that they would but shit man ken paxton is all over this now could they send out some um some sort of a extradition you know go get these people and bring them back is that yeah, i mean bounty hunter i don't know you could totally called. ask <laughs> uh i think that i think the problem would be then wherever whatever place they're in would have to ask the question is this something they can be arrested for and then if it is do they do they have do they have to send them and i and i think you know as long as they stay out of red states they they should be fine because this is preposterous don't you think all of the trumpers would fit in florida i mean if we could just <clears throat> relegate them all to florida i, I would be happy uh, it's such a huge portion of u.s population what, isn't it like 43 percent i i'm just I don't like think they're it's, gonna fit it, in florida i think what they were, at that point is the 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 coral reef that florida used to be will just collapse under the weight well th what a shame and then, <laughs> and then it'll fall into the ocean even this is all part of susan's plan i don't see the problem here i, I honestly don't either <laughs> I was thinking a way we could defeat Cuba was to give Florida to Cuba. Oh God! Yeah, we just if end. we could somehow saw off that, that fucking oh, no, flaccid no, no. penis. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, global warming is going to eliminate our our dog. We're going to become a dogless country. Yes, it's true. Yeah. It's true. So what are we What are we talking about today? Um, yeah, Afghanistan. I thought we were going to mention for a second. And just because of what happened and then because well what's happening it's not happened yet but it's pretty close to being finished when you say yeah. i mean they're making they're making overtures and mm -hmm. uh one of the guys even said one of the taliban i, I wish i could remember his name because he's clearly important um said there will be no revenge which you know. oh, i found interesting um yes. Go so ahead. what the what the Tal what the government in Afghanistan has announced is that uh, it is creating a transitional government. They are now meeting with the Taliban who have entered the outskirts of Kabul, yeah. and they are negotiating out the surrender of the government. Uh, yeah, and, and so, so the government has collapsed way faster, I think, than yeah. anybody could have imagined. I, yeah. I, thought it, I thought at least I think in a previous show I said I would be shocked if they get to January 1st but I thought they'd at least get to September 1st and you said that last show I think and, I, and we were all like yeah probably oh my god so what was this was this as I mean right maybe the duration was unexpected but the collapse was not unexpected right not at all I mean I, so I, why why wasn't this negotiating of a new government all this stuff why wasn't this taking place last year two years while we were there i mean it, it, it was so we we were negotiating with the taliban we've been negotiating with taliban secretly since the obama administration and then trump made it open um and most of the negotiating was done in qatar um and most of the negotiating was on what it would look like after the taliban took over so mm -hmm. so we were clear from the beginning that with our negotiations with them, which has been going on for like 10 years, that the, the government was going to collapse and be replaced by the Taliban. Yeah. I think that, I don't think anybody was, who understood anything about the area knew or could imagine any other outcome. There was mm -hmm. no other outcome. Um, 
I, I think the, 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 the difference is that the Taliban realized they didn't need an agreement with us. Mm. In other words, <laughs> whatever we came up with in the negotiating that took place in Doha, at the end of the day, kind of doesn't matter because we're just out. What, what, what are we going to do to them? And exactly, them? right? Yeah. Susie, did you read that they're not going to take revenge against the Afghan helpers to the U.S.? Is that what revenge was about? I don't. I, I just checked Twitter right before we got on, and it said that one of the leaders of the Taliban during negotiations said there will be no revenge taken. I don't know to whom oh, okay. that was appointed. Uh, um, uh, uh, don't know. Got it. I mean... <clears throat> Oh, hold on. Thinking, yeah, the Taliban yeah. earlier issued a statement saying they had no plans to take the city by force. Yeah, they're they're working on a peaceful takeover and no intention of taking revenge against those serving in the Afghan mm -hmm. government or military. This is just yeah, there exactly for folks to to desert and yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? Do you trust that? I mean, do you trust do you trust anything the Taliban says or does? Or I, I mean, is there a reason right? like, to trust them? In the other spaces that they have taken over, they have have they harmed deserters of, of, of the Afghan army, of the Afghan uh, state police, of these forces? Well, I mean, I think one of the things that happens when the when the police and the army desert is they just go join the, the Taliban. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> I don't I don't know that there's much precedent for for vengeance you there. Think, will they convert them? convert would you would they ask them to come over and be on their side i mean i think that's and, what a large portion of the people who are defecting mm -hmm. are doing other people just probably take off their uniforms and and go back home go back home and then you know afghanistan has always had a tradition of having warlords and so some of them are just gonna hang out with their warlords or their tribes yeah what about the interpreters the interpreters need to leave the country yeah and the fact that the united states has brought over almost you know, just a tiny fraction of them just is makes it so that anybody in the future who works with the United States during the invasion is an idiot. Yeah, the Kurds yeah. can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just they get how many times can you be betrayed before mm -hmm. you go? Wait a minute. <laughs> so well, Ashraf Ghani has who he was the Afghan president has also left the country uh, for Tajikistan is what they're saying now, oh. 40 minutes ago. Yeah, uh, interior ministry official. So, what does this mean long term? Are we going to see another refugee crisis? What, what like, humanly, this has a cost, right? This isn't just stuff playing out on a battle battlefield. It's, it is just a map that we look at. There's there's human beings behind these, these stories that we're seeing and reading. What is the human cost of this? I I would like to seriously talk about that, and not in terms because we always talk about the refugee crisis, mm -hmm. or we talk about um, we, we do talk about the women, but we only talk about what happens to the women in, in, you know, within the confines of a specific narrative. And, um, wait, tell us that narrative. How do we talk about women? And the way that, yeah, like, uh, you know, I just spent a little bit of time going online this morning and reading, um, Foreign Policy, New York Times, Washington Post articles. So just talking about our, the US media and how the topic of women in Afghanistan is covered. 
And it's always the difference between pre-Soviet Union takeover in 1979. Mm. There were miniskirts. In fact, apparently um, a picture of women in miniskirts was shown to um, Trump Trump. at some point to convince him that we need to remain in Afghanistan because Uh. because Trump was saying there's no hope. There's no hope. What are we like? Why are we there? It's always been a shithole and it will remain to be a shithole. And apparently one of the generals showed him this picture uh, of, you know, early 1970s women in miniskirts. And that picture apparently changed his mind. Well, yeah, well, I am. It's hysterically sad is what that is. That is how. I mean, you know, he immediately thought, oh, more women to look at. I mean, you, what went through his mind? You know, it had nothing to do with the country. He well, yeah, I, don't, a- I don't I don't want to I don't even want to be in his mind, except for the oh. fact that some of some of that narrative that he's got going in his head mm-hmm. is the dominant narrative mm-hmm. in the U.S. in the sense that. And I'm not saying that that that. In fact, I would like to talk about how there's there is a conversation to be had there, but a much deeper one. So, yes, um, women in miniskirts says something, and women in burqas says something else. Um, it says something very it says something very important and very deep. <clears throat> except that we never go beyond that <laughs> in our media. We just says, oh, we, our our understanding of it is. Well, I mean, look at this. Obviously, we want them in miniskirts, um, and it's a matter of and and of course, it's a matter of choice. Giving women the choice to wear one over the other, and women don't have a choice, and all of that is right on. It makes perfect sense. It's fabulous. Um, in the eyes of sort of a post using a post-colonial lens. Um, some folks can come and say, okay, you, the imperial power, your understanding of this is if they're aping, if the women are aping us, if they're trying to look like us, if they're aspiring to be more like us, that's desirable um, as opposed to anything else. It doesn't have to be borgas, right? Borgas obviously are also have extra connotations. So that's where the conversation in our media ends. Um, and we, we probably don't have time to go into all the details, but that is a starting point for a whole conversation, um, I think, into why Afghanistan is where it is. Um, and it's a very deep conversation. It's a conversation that's, that is being had, has been happening in academia um, and I'm not just talking about pundits who read a book and think they can talk about Afghanistan, uh, right? These are people who are possibly from the region, or if they're not from the region, have traveled there, know the language, have lived there, been studying it for many, many, many years, have something to say, real. And the conversation is kind of the conversation about Afghanistan is part of a bigger conversation because Afghanistan is kind of the confluence of, because of the Taliban, because of Al-Qaeda, it's sort of this uh, node of trying to figure out what the hell has happened 
to the Arab Muslim Middle Eastern world. And, and that mini skirts in the 1970s is, right? There's an inflection point all of mm -hmm. a sudden in 1979, boom, we have this anti-Westernization sort of um, moment that is just, it's like a wave that's become a tsunami. It, it just keeps going. And um, what is that about? Like, I think there's a bigger conversation. There's a bigger movement. There's a deeper thing going on here. And again, in academia, people are talking about little pieces of it. And we even talked about this, right? The United States supporting Saudi Arabia and giving it the, the means by which to disseminate Salafi ideology was, of course, one of the reasons why, you know, we are seeing literalist interpretations of Islam, et cetera, et cetera. But I think there's, there's other stuff going on. And everybody in, in academia and out there, again, people who know what they're talking about, not U.S. media or, or the, you know, the ones we can get uh, Read like available to us. I'm not talking about a democracy now. Like Al Jazeera and stuff like that. Do you trust Al Jazeera and some of what? What are some of the of just? I'm sorry to interrupt. And yeah. I don't, don't want to get back yeah. to it. But where where would one watch this kind of stuff if we wanted to? If I, as a white person, did want to go and find out about this stuff, which I do, where would I go to look for good news that's in English? I mean, I don't think this is what I'm trying to say. I don't think we have a good, it's like a pieces of the puzzle and everybody's working on little pieces maybe, but we don't have a big picture of exactly what is happening. But one major piece is a piece that we don't see out there. And that is um, the role of patriarchy and, and the grip paternalism has across the globe, period. This is not just about, I mean, I am, I am so in some ways happy and thankful that Trump happened to the US because we are now able to see how easily, how easily even us in the West, the epitome of Western sort, this is how we see ourselves, Western culture, the, 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 uh, how do I say this sort of the, the where where feminism mm -hmm. um, took uh, has taken the strongest roots right with the most thinkers and the most uh, theory generation all of that the United States is became and is still sort of teetering on going um, Margaret Adwood's way right yeah absolutely so, <clears throat> yeah so but we we always talk about patriarchy but then we don't it could never possibly be an important reason that we need to discuss it couldn't possibly we can't give it the attention that we need that's not what men really want i mean that's you know it gets into that whole uh, yeah i i i we can't pay who wrote it uh it can't happen here um, I, I want to say Sinclair Lewis, there was one. And then, um, and then what about 1984? I mean, we did, some of us, not me, of course, I was not alive at that time, but, you know, some people <laughs> did see that thing going, coming at us, you know, I mean, there, Philip Dick saw it, all of these people saw these things coming, but we just, like you said, it couldn't possibly happen to us. Um, so but it, 
go ahead. Yeah, so the, the, I guess the point I'm trying to make is Afghanistan is where it is today. Other parts in the Middle East are where they are, to, uh, where they are today. I want to put this out there in big part because as sort of as humans, we are moving towards leaving patriarchy behind. We're still at the stage of let's have debate or not. We're still there, but we've come far. I mean, I just think of um, where we were in 1960 and where we are, where we were, and where we were after 1970, after the 1970s. And the fact that it's after the 1970s says something huge. It says something that 1970s, late 60s, 70s was the feminist moment. It was as flaws, as flaws, flawed as it was. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, it was a moment, right? It was, and then the patriarchy said, "That's so, enough." Yeah. So and what that's I'm, Reagan. So what I'm yeah. trying, what I'm trying to say is, we have got to bring paternalism and the desire to hold on to paternalism within the family unit, mm -hmm. within workplaces, workplace cultures, within governance. All of this, we have to bring that in. We have to bring it as part, as an important, bring it back as, as an important part of the conversation that we mm -hmm. keep leaving out. Afghan men were missing it. Iranian men were missing it. American men are missing it. Men are missing the power. They're missing paternalism. Yeah. Why the fuck wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. We I mean, are and, still and, living and, in in a culture that is about domination. Mm -hmm. And then you take a God-given right of domination away, and it feels like it just slipped out of our hands. What the fuck just yeah. happened? It's it's like the uh, opening of the deck. I think it's the Declaration of Independence where they say um, that our God given right to uh, be the leaders over nature. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? It's the very beginning of either the Declaration. I, I think it's the Declaration of Independence when uh, to when in the course of human events two parties have to separate or whatever and, and it you know it, it's all so male it's all so male i mean i was we were brought up believing god was male well mm. i mean it says very clearly if you read any of those books alpha and omega it doesn't say anything about i am you know one man every all the people started calling him father well, actually, so like, just to con confuse things, in Judaism originally, there was a, there was Asherah and Yahweh, there were two, there was a male and a female. And what happened was they wrote Asherah out, they, they deleted the, the female. Oh, so Asherah. They, so, so it was, it was a deliberate event to, to make it so that there was just a male. Um, so, so while we've been talking, um, the, the Taliban have actually entered Kabul and the police have fled. Yeah. And so now the Taliban are now saying that they're going to uh, prevent looting and they're going to become the, the new police force. 
So it's 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 done. It's over. It's over. So There's nothing will left. this be an, an installment by them? Uh, will they say this is our new this is your new leader? Yeah, I mean they're they're gonna have to because there is no government. The president has fled the country. He fled the country, you know, uh, fifty-five minutes ago, sixty minutes ago. And we're moving into full dictatorship. Is that what you're saying? On no, I mean dictatorship, schmictatorship. I mean, the United States has single-member district representation with gerrymandering. (laughs) Like we're we we literally have vote rigging in our elections, and we we're always we pointing have, to somebody else going whatever. So will they have the semblance of voting there? Yeah, the yeah, we do, do that. Okay. Yeah, everybody does that. I mean, you know, like that's just the way. It's like Texas. It's a spectrum. It's a spectrum of autocracy. The, the Soviet Union used to have elections. Texas has elections. They don't mean shit. <laughs> it's but they're fun. But well, we like to tell you more than it does in uh, the will in the in, in Taliban Afghanistan. There, there is at least with social programs. Yeah, yeah. What, what happens? What happens when when a government comes in that that is not going to be acknowledged by the United States, right? Oh no! I, what are we going to do? We we have no. Look, we've never acknowledged Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> North Korea until Trump had never been acknowledged. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, it's just stupid. Yeah, the Islamic Republic of Iran was not acknowledged, and here we are. I mean, it just whatever. I, I think what, what's well, going to yeah. be interesting is uh, because the government f- basically is collapsed in such an unviolent way, mm-hmm. it's not that there hasn't been any violence over the last few weeks. It's just relatively speaking, like in terms of deaths, this has been a pretty soft co- collapse of a, of a state. The Taliban can actually just take the, the state apparatus yeah. and, and put, put their people at the top and just keep it functioning. So there's, there, there might actually be like no transition in the sense that mm. there won't be any loss of electricity or any loss mm-hmm. of water or any loss of policing. Um, and, and because the Taliban have, have ruled Afghanistan before they know what to do. So it'll it'll probably be a relatively smooth transition. I think really the the question falls on what happens to the women. I really think so that's the, the only question. And and it isn't just what happens to the women, but how we're gonna how we're gonna uh, present the narrative. And yeah. the narrative is gonna be like this. Oh my goodness, they're gonna go, which is terrible, which is beyond horrific. They're gonna be housebound again. They can't leave, they can't go to school, uh, violence against them, all the things, which is horrific. Instead of, this is yet another example of patriarchy and extreme paternalism. And inside Afghanistan, it's probably going to be, oh, and sorry, let's back out of Afghanistan. I'm sorry. This is all about Islam. Again, in US media, it's all about Islam. It's about certain interpretations of Islam, which is all true, all great. But there's a, subs- there's a, there's a little, like a river running underneath it. And the river running underneath it runs all the way around the globe. And it's called patriarchy. And if there's an interpretation of the Quran in a particular way, it's because of patriarchy. And if it's a and if it's that you're reporting the news in a particular way and putting a particular bend on Afghanistan and the women, it's again because of patriarchy. So what how how would you uh, fix that? 
was well, would that be i mean if you and i don't mean replacing the patriarchy obviously i mean how the news is getting to us how do we reframe that narrative so that the truth is coming to us well, I mean, we just listen to rpm tune in and we will give you <laughs> we, that's right but but how do we get others to um i mean how 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 do we teach what would i say to a friend of mine who called and asked what we were talking about and asked me that question well how do i how am i supposed to talk about this then i don't i don't know what's going on over there yeah right? i love it because i love that you're asking this question mm -hmm. a lot of the times talking about women and afghanistan under borkas uh, for people from the region is difficult it feels like airing dirty laundry um, talking about um, uh, literal and and political interpretation, let's just say literal and conservative interpretations of the Quran to folks who are not from the region feels like airing dirty laundry. Wow. But if but and here, if we talk about this in terms of patriarchy, which is the real reason, and it's global. <laughs> We can comfortably go and talk about the, this is the, the, the super, we can talk about the superstructure stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, this is what's happening to the women. And yes, this is the interpretation that's being used. But the, the underground river runs all across the globe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that's so it shouldn't feel like dirty. It shouldn't feel like dirty laundry. Right. Because, my God, we just experienced this with Trump. We have television shows that are showing us what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. This is precisely why talking about it with that framework is going to be the most difficult thing, right? We don't want that uncomfortable we truth. We don't. We don't. Being right because here. there is such a distance between the Taliban and Mitch McConnell. Mm. And, and, and never the twine shall even look at each other. <laughs> Forget meeting. Well, hopefully old Mitch will be out of here soon. But yes, I mean, he's just representative of most of them. Um, it's also worth pointing out that the Muslim Brotherhood did not exist until the British occupation of Egypt. It's worth pointing out that Hamas didn't exist until the Israelis, until a group of Europeans were allowed to steal Palestine from the Palestinians. It's also worth pointing out that the Taliban didn't exist until the dumbass Soviets invaded Afghanistan. It's also worth pointing out that ISIL didn't fucking exist until the United States blew the hell out of Iraq. So, you know, one of the solutions would be stop fucking murdering people and stop fucking occupying other countries. And maybe you won't get these crazy far right wing reactionary events and then we'll just have Hitler and Trump and we can just have the far right be in the, Europe in the United States and not have to constantly export it to the rest of the world. We literally printed the textbooks, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then oh, the United States could break its alliance with Saudi Arabia. It's not officially an ally. It's a friend. But nonetheless, it could it could stop supporting the Saudis who are Salafists and Salafists believe in blowing everything up and erasing the past and starting from zero. If Salafists had their way, they'd blow up the pyramids in Egypt. The Salafists blow, blow up Muslim shrines. They, they blew up, why? Nobody can explain this to me, I think. They blew up the tomb of uh, Suleiman, the Arab, not the Turk, the Arab Khalif, under the mm. Umayyad Khalif in Syria. Why? What, what did he do that he needed his shrine blown up? They blew up a mosque in Mosul, the, the, the famous one with the hanging, the uh, leaning uh, minaret. 
and 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 this is this kind of madness has come from trying to drive the United States, trying to drive Russia, trying to drive Britain out of the country. It, when you attack a country, it makes people crazy. It, who would have guessed that violence begets violence? Yeah, it's <laughs> reaction. Never heard that. Oh. All right. Wow. I don't think we have time to continue to COVID <laughs> updates. And I don't think this will be our last episode on no. these themes or topics. So stay tuned. No. Stay tuned. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. If you have any questions, by the way, please uh, put them uh, at the bottom of our uh, YouTube um, show. And maybe we can get to some of those questions. <laughs> I'm not going to read them because y'all are mean and call me names, but somebody. <laughs> Scruffy. Don't be like Scruffy. <laughs> but I'm sure someone will go through them and find your questions. <laughs> they never read the comments. They're, they're going to be All right, we start talking about patriarchy. You better. Yeah, we're going to have to put on some armor now. <laughs> yeah, I'm go. ready. Let's go. Let's go, sister. I am right Maybe there. Not. You. Maybe not. I have hope. I always have hope. I'm silly. I hope too. <laughs> well, I'm pretty but pessimistic. The Bible says again. I should dominate you. <laughs> yeah. That is true. It's natural well, law. It's natural law. It's, the natural it's, it's worth pointing out too. There's one more thing that we kind of always skirt over. The, the Abrahamic religions, Judaism has never been a dominant well, religion, right? Like it's just such a tiny portion of the population. But, but Christianity and Islam are the two largest religions on the planet. And they are obviously very dominant. Uh, Islam is the fastest growing, but it'll be decades before it passes Christianity. Those two religions were born in the middle of a catastrophe. They, they, the only reason that they are the dominant world religions is because of malaria. Malaria crippled, destroyed, massively reduced the population of the Middle East and the Mediterranean. And, and what happened then was people mass converted to Christianity initially, and then there's a mass conversion afterwards to Islam, because both religions offer a great way to make sense of your incredibly yeah. short life. If you have a 25 year life yeah. expectancy, all you got to do is follow the, these, you know, just don't sin and you're, you're good to go on the other side and, and, right. or, 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 you know, die in a way that you're, uh, imaginary friend really really likes and 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 the result is that when whenever there's a crisis now these the, the this this fanaticism that we see hitler and the nazis responding to the depression or trump responding to the the shrinking white population mm-hmm. in the united states um or, or the taliban trying to drive the soviets out now trying to drive the united states out that this is endemic in those religions so so one of the problems is, is at some point we're going to have to face the music and, and actually look at what those Abrahamic religions do to our brains. And I don't think anybody wants to do that because we're so attached to them. Well, I do want to say something that pre-Salafi Islam, um, you know, the religion, the Islam was the Islam that was practiced among the people. I mean, we, I know we're, we're kind of, this is going to be a whole show that we have to do, maybe several shows, but the Islam that was practiced amongst the people was, was not a literal Islam. It was 
very localized. It was based around prayers and community and community taking care of each other. It was based on joy, music, art. It was based on poetry. Um, but there was still a patriarchy. Mm-hmm. It was oh, still yeah. functioning I mean, under girl, the patriarchy. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I'm just asking um, how, 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 like, yes, we go from uh, just like you were saying, it was such a shock, yeah. right? Everything yeah. was. But then I, you I, also I, mentioned earlier in a text, and maybe I, I misunderstood this, but you were talking about how the blonde and seeing the legs and how, you know, like you aping so, so much. Um, do you consider 1975 uh was that a good time there or was that because of the freedoms but although they were mimicking western freedom was it better than it is now i mean this is a whole several series of shows but um I think what I was, so before the show started, we were having a text discussion. And one of the things I said was that in popular media, um, there's a juxtaposition between, again, we, we, I talked about it a little bit earlier too, between the burqa and the miniskirts in places like Afghanistan or Iran or Egypt. And uh, I even read something earlier about beaches in, in uh, Saudi Arabia and how even though it was mostly flight attendants and uh aramco people going to these beaches the women the the uh, citizens of saudi arabia the women also had the right to go to those beaches they might not have etc it's like (laughs) my point is um if we want to define feminism with wearing mini skirts which is (laughs) i mean this is what happened no no yeah i know right i mean even in the United States, um, having the right to, to to wear what you want is more important than whether or not you can have an abortion. Mm. I'm serious about. No, it. I know. I vote. mean, so the more skin, and I have a question about that. Like, the more skin you show, who's going to actually benefit from that? As opposed to you having a right to abort your child. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not condoning abortions. I am. We can, I'm, I'm just saying that's not, that is yeah. not the topic though. Let's not, because right. people are going to go down that rabbit hole. No, no, no. What I I'm understand. saying is I am, I'm, it's, it's one thing in contradistinction to the other. Yeah. Um, the point is we zoom in on skin, showing skin mm-hmm. as a sign of being feminist. I say F that. I don't have trouble showing certain parts of my body. I'm, I'm, that's not the point. The point is el- something else. Mm. But in our minds, feminism is about how much of your body are you willing to show? Are you free well, that way? I, I understand what you're saying. I do. And I think that that is true in a lot of, in a lot of senses. But I also think that it's just ultimately a way of men controlling women's bodies. For example women were only just allowed the um, freedom to wear pants on in, in Congress. No, no, totally. I'm totally <laughs> what? with you. That is but a small part of the damn thing. Go is Nancy. what I'm saying. Go Nancy. But because it's good show, because it's good public, you know, it looks yeah. good. We keep talking yeah. about our bodies. Yeah. And how, who has control over them? And can we not, 
yeah i hear you it's it's yeah. uh are it, you kidding me my body is just i want to be able yeah yeah, yeah. We, lots of conversations and, about that and that's, to do that's in fact what triggers triggers the patriarchy in the, yep. these other countries which which um how should i say like it's really interesting muslim feminism that's one of the things <clears throat> that's one of the conversations that they keep having it's like okay i wear hijab i'm a i'm a feminist but i wear hijab but but i focus on other things anyway these are long conversations yeah that no it's true though yeah I can't wait yeah. to talk about that later, though, because so, I have an answer yeah. for you. Life in 1975 in Afghanistan was categorically better on every level than it is today. Yes. The, what the United States did for 20 years, what the Soviets did for what were they there, 11 years, the civil wars, the three civil wars in between mm -hmm. the Soviet le Soviets leaving the United States entering have just been a nightmare hell on earth. What we've done to that country is unconscionable. We killed a quarter million people. So we spent a trillion dollars, killed a quarter million people, um, about 3,560, whatever the final number is, NATO soldiers are dead, all to get vengeance for 3,000 dead New Yorkers. And I want to ask, was it worth it? Yeah. Well, I mean, why? Why did we do this? So we're literally saying 3,000 dead New Yorkers is worth 250,000 dead Afghans. And, I and we've got nothing to show for it. Yeah, yeah, and I love that you bring this up, Susie, because... Yes, this is one of the dirty laundry things we don't want to talk about. Absolutely. Um, when the women wear, were able to wear mini skirts, the standard of living was better in both Iran, in oh. Afghanistan, in Egypt, all of that. But that isn't just because that it's a confluence. It's a bunch of stuff. Sure, there. sure. It's neoliberalism. It's yeah. wars. Uh, it's just... It's very complicated. It's, it's yeah. You know, yeah, yes, yeah. very incredibly. That's why we have this show. <laughs> and it's also worth remembering that not one of the 19 hijackers was from Afghanistan. That's right. Yeah, so the act of vengeance was just insane. Mm -hmm. But of and course, people will say 28,000 Pakistanis died in this time period, too. So it wasn't just yeah. 250,000 Af Afghanis, it was also. Uh, 28,000 Pakistanis. Jesus. It's funny. I'm thinking about the amount of text that has been written on Pashtun violence, exotifying, orientalizing Pashtun violence and cycles of violence and retribution, all of this. And yeah, oof. The so, scales so, of, yeah. Sorry about this, but uh, as of 31 seconds ago, the, there is actually now fighting enough in Kabul. Mm. Oh God! What happened to peaceful? <laughs> well, I think it's it's inevitable there'll be some fighting, but it's I just don't even know how this is gonna go. Uh, it's gonna last for days. I don't think it's gonna last for days. Do you? Th I mean, we're we're actually actively putting people back, sending people back over there, right? We well, yeah, have so, to evacuate to facilitate evacuation to evacuate. Okay. The, the image so, you need to have is uh, when we were leaving Saigon in Vietnam with the helicopters being pushed off the aircraft carriers. That's what we're doing, basically. That's great. Burn and run. I'd like to see how the U.S. Uh, comes to the aid of its helpers. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole nother can of worms that can be opened up. But yeah.
Yeah. Yeah, we are so fucking magnanimous. I'm sure we'll do something. All right, everyone. Stay tuned. Stay hopeful. Keep your narratives complicated. Do not stop at the miniskirt. <laughs> so many other cute outfits to wear. <laughs> like tights. Come on. Yoga. What happened to a good old fashioned leotard? Man, I just heard a man say that, like in a professional setting that we should we should not wear tights because not all of us look good in tights of course he meant the women what man wears tights <laughs> what man looks good in tights <laughs> yeah hey <thank> you. <laughs> i would like to see that <laughs> i feel like i should wear tights as an act of mm -hmm. uh, yeah. camaraderie and support <laughs> oh yeah you want to do support wear control top pantyhose <laughs> and, and a bra, bra. And, a and bra. a bra well actually you know i think if men had to wear their jock straps as often as women had to wear bras that bras would no longer be a fucking thing mm. well i gotta tell you as a father of two boys i really have made a mistake not wearing a jock strap for the last 11 years <laughs> oh and the conversation <laughs> spirals <laughs> no no i, I bet <laughs> or it gets elevated <laughs> all right y'all <laughs> bye everyone bye goodbye bye.